Hey folks, this is Eric Stanley with Trail Roots and the Run For Your Life podcast. We have uh, Jeff Knight and James Dodds on hand today. Uh, Jeff and James actually both were former uh, directors of training at Rogue Running and um, were my friends and they're still my friends. And um, we've been talking about some of the issues going on with um, some of the challenges actually with running um, during COVID-19, but also some of um, the opportunities that are appearing throughout all of this. So we have them on board today and um, go ahead and let you guys introduce yourself. Um, uh, James, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, um, glad to be on here. Thanks for um, having me and glad to know we're still friends, Eric. Um, yes. But I'm James Dodds, uh, so uh, still coaching athletes. Um, got a, a group of about 40 to 50 uh, half marathon and marathon um, athletes. Um, and we're kind of a social and a fun group, um, but we have some advanced athletes in there. And then by day, work at a, a software company called MVP Index. Um, we basically help uh, sports teams and brands put a dollar value on their social media and, and uh, right size contracts based on, you know, how that social media is performing and what was agreed upon. Cool, man. Um, and okay, Jeff, how about you? Yep. Uh, man, it's hard to follow James's introduction. That was really, it's like he's on another podcast or something. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Hey, uh, Eric, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's fun to uh, get together with you guys and, uh, looking forward to the discussion later on today, but, uh, everyone out there, I'm Jeff Knight. I, uh, formerly training director over at Rogue Running. I was, uh, there for a little over four years doing a variety of things within that, uh, the company. And then in 2015 moved over to, uh, Under Armour here in Austin. So we have a digital office uh, downtown that does uh, what we call connected fitness. And uh, I run a team we call digital product science. We actually do a lot of research and development for products. So a lot of testing, um, anybody out there interested in you know, learning more about their biomechanics or physiology and is a geek for uh, digital tools for tracking your runs let me know and uh we'd love to get you into the lab and do some research cool okay um and james how long were you at um at rogue or how long have you been at rogue so i've been a runner at rogue at, uh, 11 years now and i've been coaching for nine i was full-time staff for four years and so uh jeff and i i think crossed over for two years you and i crossed over for at least three. Um, but my time was actually split. I had, I had left at one point we had launched the, the Cedar park training groups and store and I was, uh, running the training programs out there. And then, um, actually took my first stab at jumping into a technology company back then. But, um, it was, um, it was a smaller endeavor and it didn't necessarily pan out. Um, but I'm glad I tried it and I came back to rogue and, and worked a second stint at the, the downtown shop. Um, but all in all, I've been involved with them either as a runner or a coach for um, 11 years. Wow, that's awesome. And just so uh, everybody knows, I worked at Rogue uh, running for five years as well and had the opportunity to work with both of these fine gentlemen. And um, like I said, we've we've stayed friends and um, yeah, I look forward to hearing some more from them. Um, okay, James, so... Um, 
currently as a coach, um, what are you doing to connect with um, runners in a different way? You know, now that um, you guys aren't meeting in person, I know you have an online um, training like podcast. So um, that's interesting. And also um, tell me a little bit about if there's anything special you guys are doing to help um, keep folks going throughout this time. Yeah, it's a great question. So um, in some ways, I, I feel like a lot of my coaching comes in a digital format already. I, I you know, even when things are normal, um, we're sending out a Monday email explaining the workout for the week, um, how to execute that workout, the purpose of it, usually start with some kind of messaging that may be relevant to the time. So of course, I'm sending in messages of like, keep your head up, remember to pat yourself on the back for you know, every little thing that you do, even if you're assigned a workout where it's like, let's say total of eight miles with six by 800 at 10 K pace as the quality piece. Um, but you get out there and you get four miles in, um, didn't even try the 800s. You did a few strides just because you felt like you were bogged down and bummed out. Um, and just trying to manage, you know, stress during a time like this. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to encourage those athletes to take every possible win that they can get. Um, but as far as, yeah, you doing, are you doing something similar? Yeah. I mean, I think because there aren't races right now, people are struggling with, you know, what to do next. And, um, I think for some people that's their main motivation, right. Is the races, um, deep down, I think there's, there's plenty of other, um, motivating factors that people work out and run. Um, and so, yeah, I think just focusing on the things that you can control right now. And, um, for me, I think just keeping some consistency and some structure is important during all this um, time when there is, there isn't a lot of structure in the rest of our lives. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, you know, when you, like every runner deals with an injury at some point and, you know, while I'm not coaching athletes directly right now, you know, it's, it's one of those points of kind of just trusting the the process a little bit and knowing like, Hey, like you've got to kind of get down to your core, your essentials for this type of thing as we are with everything else in our lives right now. And you, it's almost like depending on your lens, you, you can kind of view it as an opportunity of like a, a reminder of why you love the sport of just getting out for the sake of running and, um, getting back and, and kind of recognizing how therapeutic it can be and how centering it can be in your life. And knowing that, you know, it's not always about racing while that is a, a great carrot out there and it's not always the carrot. So I, I, I think of that a lot right now, my own personal experience with the sport. Yeah. I mean, I feel like today, for instance, I've wanted to sleep in and I get the same emails every morning from whichever ones I open, they start, they continue to send them and I'll sit in bed for 30 minutes and read Zillow, which homes are for sale in my neighborhood. And today I decided to get up and just get my workout in, you know, cause I was like, you know, I don't know what time I'll have available in the afternoon. So I got up and just did my workout 30, 40 minutes in the garage. And then after that got wired up, uh, my son and we took, we went for a, you know, an hour run together and while he was in the stroller, but um, I just noticed how much more energized and relaxed I feel during the day, um, as opposed to when I, you know, wait or save it for the afternoon. Um, and, and I noticed I was happier at home, you know, like taking care of a two-year-old isn't, um, always something that brings joy. You know, I thought it would, but it's, it's really tough sometimes. And, um, and you have to really have some patience. And so, so today I was able to just like go and be like, you know what, screw it. Like we're going to have a dance party and throw all our toys 
all over the house yeah. and he loved it. And other days I'm just like not up for it. So <clears throat> I'm just kind of seeing the trend of when I get something taken care of. And, and for me, I've run my whole life. Right. So it's, it's, it's easier for me than probably a lot of people to, to do it on my own. Um, but I'm, I'm just recommending that for all my athletes as well, James. So I think you're, you know, I'm definitely in line with that. So I don't mean to cut you off either, but I don't know if you had some other things that you're doing with your uh, podcast group or the locals here. Yeah. You know, the podcast group, it, it's kind of business as usual because they, they're used to being independent solo runners dispersed across the country it, well, and dispersed across the world. We have a few um, athletes training from other countries. So for them, they're, they're in some ways used to being solo runners, independent, um, you know, training locally with the community groups. And I know, you know, this with the, with the trail roots community, it's you, you get so much extra stimulus from all those other athletes being around. Um, so I think it's probably a little more challenging for, for the folks that are used to that community oriented training. So with them, I'm still approaching the format. Similarly, there's those Monday emails coming out. Um, we've also got some digital assets provided to them, like some mobility work they can do one big, you know, Jeff, you actually brought up the long run. I mean, um, the carrot being removed, um, and that being the race in, in some ways, there's two ways to think about it. And we've discussed this with the athletes actually. Um, one is that never forget that, um, who you are as a runner today, or like your last PR, um, isn't simply the fruit, uh, that came from the training in that one season, but rather seasons stacked upon like Eric, the, the work you did in high school still has an impact on your performance today in your last race and in your next race. Like, so there's still a ton of value at looking at the, the carrot being, uh, training through a season and, and putting that season to completion. And some of the benefit there is actually that you don't, you don't get the damage done by the race itself. Now I know like the race itself is super exciting. It's like your, your cherry on top, your reward, or, or like you started with your carrot. Um, but you, if it's a marathon, um, then you have to recover. Or if it's a really hard, hard, hard half marathon, then you're going to spend time recovering. So in some ways, um, you know, I think if athletes were to lose too much perspective and, and I can completely understand that folks are down, but if you lose perspective and think, man, well, I was going to run Boston or I was going to run some late May race, or I was going to run the capital 10,000 and it's been canceled. So what's the point of training? Well, the point of training is continue to put, uh, to move through an entire training cycle, see it to completion and know that that is going to be, um, one piece of development stacked on other pieces of development that yield your next PR or your next big win. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, we've kind of dialed back some of the intensity um, as well with, with the runners because, you know, at, at this point, it's not always necessary to have two two hard workouts in a week. And, and my goal for them is, you know, to enjoy the runs right now and not be um, having that add to their stress. Um, so, and like you said, this stuff is built on from years and years and it's not just what they did last week or what they did today. Um and so, um, I think if you can be patient throughout this time and know that, that, um, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel eventually. And, and even then this will, you will come out of this learning a lot more about yourself and have a little bit different perspective. Um, so Jeff, what are you seeing 
on your end at, at Under Armour. I know you said you can't tell us all the secrets and um, numbers, but, um, you know, interested, interested to hear about, you know, which apps um, you're seeing transition a little bit through this time as well. Yeah, it's a really interesting time for, you know, digital across the board, whether you're, you know, a direct to customer, you know, sales platform um, or a traditional brand, you know, this pivoting to managing, you know, like more direct to consumer type um, stuff, you know, so your, your targets and Walmarts of the world. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, just on the health and fitness side, I mean, um, you've seen uh, just a crazy amount of adoption of, you know, platforms right now that enable you to work out at home. So, you know, TRX, a partner of, of Under Armour, you, you go to their website a week ago and they were, you know, a week plus back order on product um, because folks are recognizing, hey, like I've, I've got to figure out a way to do this at home and I'm not getting into the gym. Um, but, you know, as we're kind of feeling like TRX straps. Yeah, the suspension trainers. Okay. Um, you know, the, the you see them at a, you know at, at hotel gyms a lot, and they're um, sure. kind of getting they're they're been around for a few years, but gaining in popularity over the last couple of years. But you know, you you see like um, you know as, as you guys were kind of talking about uh, the community side and knowing that like hey, the, a lot of these community based programs that uh, like Trail Roots, Rogues, or um, any of them in, in Austin and beyond, uh, there's actually a huge community out there, you know, whether, you know, you sign into Matt my run, you look on the feed and, and you see all these folks from all over the country and the world with their kind of inspiring stories of getting out there. And what we're seeing is that digital community grow like crazy. Um, I think, uh, as people are spending more time at home and have a little bit more flexibility right now, they're not commuting. Uh, they have that time in the middle of the day to go do something. Um, folks are just flocking to platforms that enable that home workout. So yeah, that, that close community that you're used to is um, maybe not what it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, at least here in the U S but that broader community has never been bigger. And I think about that a lot when I'm out on, on the, the runs by myself and I see folks that are out running and they're probably not wearing, you know, the most technical garments or they're not wearing the most up-to-date footwear but you can under armor product if, if you don't see it under armor that's what you're saying <laughs> exactly but you know you're sitting there thinking like man like for me i'm like man good good for you like this is what it's all about and it's very reminiscent to you know what we saw in uh 2009 and 10 when we were all you know kind of getting into the industry um just a massive uh burst in popularity and so i take some comfort in that and i, I think like uh, we should all take a little bit of comfort in knowing that that community out there um, it's growing. And so you're seeing actually more, potentially more new runners or, or people that might not be, have been running recently have, are picking it up because they have more time or, um, yeah, they have more free time. And, and so that's why they're joining some of these apps as well. It's new and it's returning. You know, there's a lot of folks that, um, for whatever reason, I mean, think about all the silly hobbies people are taking on right now. I mean, you don't have to spend much time on social media to see all these, you know, little things folks are doing just to kind of like have fun and stay sane. But you see a lot of folks that were maybe running or cycling or walking um, a few years ago, got busy with life, got busy with family, work, whatever that might be. Um, they're, they're coming back. And, you know, the reasons for that are numerous, but 
um, they're coming back. So you, you have folks entering it for the first time and you have folks that are returning. And, and both of those scenarios are, are pretty exciting for anybody that loves the sport. Because, you know, you look at the sport over the last few years from terms of race trends um, or, or whatever that might be. And you see sort of this, this overall global slowdown, um, especially in North America. Um, and, and all that kind of came after we had these peaks in 13, 14, 15. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty bullish on this being sort of um, a space where people kind of fall back in love with the sport and over the longer horizon seeing a, a lot of excitement when it comes back to, you know, the, 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 the sport that we all uh, love and cherish so deeply. Yeah. And I think people are, you know, it's interesting to see how people are falling back to, to some of these things. And I think now that they have the time um, it's great that, that we're seeing more people running. Right. And I don't know if you can speak um, to, um, in terms of how Under Armour is doing right now, but what areas are you seeing um, um, picking up versus the ones I'm, I'm guessing retail? Well, I don't even know if retail slowing down or not, but I know um, I'm just curious because you work and maybe just tell us a little bit about again, exactly what areas you work in. And um, I'm not, I know you've done some, a lot of testing and, um, product testing. So are you still doing stuff with, um, apps and stuff like that too? Yeah. Yeah. So our, our main focus is our digital products, um, our, our fitness products, our health and fitness products. So map my, uh, fitness, we have a community of apps, map my run being the most popular, but map my fitness, map, map my walk, map my ride, um, all kind of, you know, we're, we're, um, some of the OG apps in the app store from way back when. So, uh, we've definitely been around for a long time and can enjoy a little bit of, um, brand equity with that. And then we also have my fitness pal, which is, um, uh, just a tremendous nutrition tracking, um, app, whether you're, you know, trying to carbo load for a race or just trying to manage your calorie and take a little bit, but, um, those two, devices or, or those two platforms are what my team predominantly spends time on. And, um, yeah. So when, when you're kind of thinking about just overall the way the patterns are, are kind of moving in the industry, um, it's no surprise that, you know, opportunities for people to get outside and get some fresh air and, and maybe looking for a way to track that walk, um, and knowing that, Hey, I can do it for free with map my run, or I can go track that run and I can do it for free with map my run. Yes, yeah, tremendous opportunity right now for for a lot of people to um, kind of you know quantify that effort that they're putting in, and that's the real value of it. Um, so those types of things, and then you're also seeing you know home workouts. So we we've got you know not to just spend all day talking about Under Armour, but you know we've got great products in the space that you know give guidance on um, healthy you know at home body weight type workouts, and so we're seeing people flock to that, and we've got a great host of professional athletes and, uh, you know, social media, fitness personalities that are creating content that's showing up, not just on Instagram, but also in the app itself. So it's really been cool to see all that stuff kind of come together. And, um, our main goal is to give people, um, some way to stay healthy. You know, it, it goes back to our mission as a company and, um, that's what we're all about. And so we, we've seen that just accelerate over the last three weeks. And what, you know, what would you say in terms of community, like the digital community, 
what defines someone who's training with, you know, the map my run app or with under armor um, are there, you know, cause I think that's one of the challenges, right. With when you're not in person doing things together, you know um, I'm guessing, you know, maybe there's some challenges that are set up and um, different milestones that people try to get. Are there more of those things that you guys are doing as well? Yeah, we've done, uh, you know, we have a, a challenge platform on the, on the apps and we're doing one right now that Under Armour sponsoring. So they're donating, you know, a, a dollar for every person that signs up for a challenge um, up to a million dollars. And that's going to the Good Sport Foundation. So we're, we're pretty excited about that one. But, you know, it's essentially the challenge is to log 12 workouts in 30 days, um, your choice on that workout. Um, and, and those types of things are just tremendous opportunities for people to feel engaged. You know, it, as you guys know, as coaches setting kind of, uh, achievable milestones or, or goals are so important to, um, developing as an athlete. Uh, that's essentially what those challenges are. <laughs> They're very kind of, uh, simple, straightforward, uh, goals for people to go after. And, um, we're seeing folks flock to that. We also provided some things that were previously behind a, a premium subscription, we brought those out for free. So um, we've done some training plans for uh, Map My Run, folks looking to just kind of train basically for like a 5K um, going for that. So essentially, you know, your first time beginner running type program, which has been a great offering for folks. And then over on our nutrition side, we've, we've built out some plan, what we call plans. They're essentially multi-day or multi-week day-by-day content pieces for somebody looking to learn about their uh, nutrition or, or take more steps or whatever. So it's sort of um, a digital coach that is giving you something every day to wake up to that has a little challenge involved with it. So we've done one for um, basically helping folks get the most out of their immune system. So there's no such thing as you know boosting your immune system or hacking your immune system. That's just not how it works physiologically. But you can eat in such a way to get your immune system up to its full potential. And so we worked with our in-house RD to develop a 14 day plan that helps people kind of eat in such a way that as they're kind of going out in this world and they're kind of worried about getting sick, that their immune system is going to be humming along at full potential. So uh, just stuff like that has been coming around a lot of self. You just needed to take the airborne or emergency. <laughs> you know what? Vitamin C, definitely a big part of that, but you know, there's nothing, nothing beats, uh, whole foods, you know, going, not, not the grocery store, but you know, just getting your real, yeah. So we've seen that, but you know, we've also been trying to help people eat with, you know, eat healthy with shelf stable foods. So, you know, in this kind of time where you're going, golly, like, what do I do? Like I could just eat a frozen pizza every single day because I'm just, you know, stressed out and stuff like that. That's fine. Like don't stress too much about those things right now. If you've just got all the stress in other places in your life, but if you're at a point in this where you're like, okay, I got to eat healthy, but my pantry's full. I need to go work through that. My freezer's full. I need to work through that. We're starting to create content to help people get all those, uh, nutrient goals in by working off that shelf stable stuff. So it, it's just been a, so much fun. And so, so interesting. It's such a tremendous challenge over the last two weeks to bring all that stuff to life. But it, it also feels good because it feels like we're going to put some good in the world where there's so much kind of stress and negativity in the world right now. And that's through my fitness pal, or is that, what's that through? 
that's all through, yeah that's through my fitness power challenges are and map my run and, and my fitness power our run training plan uh, for healthy at home is in map my run and the nutrition uh plan for the immune system is in my fitness pal okay gotcha cool does does map my run um uh have clubs as well within it like are there local clubs that use map my run or is it all um direct to to so, Under Armour run we don't we don't have the team concept in uh, Map My Run. Um, our our sense of community comes from the broader community. Um, so when you you know you log your workout and you kind of get out, we have a, a primary feed that is sort of like our our main community feed. Is people are logging stuff, they're posting pictures, um, depending on how popular and how things are are performing in that. You see them go to the top. So that feed right now is pretty inspiring. You're seeing you know almost daily uh, folks that are just like you know, talking about how they're responding to, to COVID. You see a lot of folks that, like nurses and stuff like that, that are posting selfies of them and, you know, full scrubs with full, you know, personal protection gear. And then it's a split selfie with themselves to kind of out in a run. And it's just like super powerful to see the community rally around and thank those individuals, folks that are still out there doing really critical jobs. And so, gosh, like, it's just like a, a really like dose of good feeling. If you're, kind of feeling a little bit gloomy about, you know, what you're doing with your runs, just hop on that community feed and, and get like that little jolt. Cool. Yeah. Well, in terms of, um, kind of the opposite side of that, I'm curious to see between you and James, you know, who, who you think is, which runners are struggling the most right now. Um, you know, as from my experience, I think it's the people that, um, aren't used to running alone and, um, aren't, you know, are used to having teammates and other runners to run with every day. Um, I know within trail routes I've seen and with my community, I've seen, we still have on occasion people will meet up and run and still keep their distance. Um, um, but we don't do it as a group. And so I'm just curious, um, who you've noticed, you know, maybe James, you can speak to this right now too. Um, who's struggling the most right now that can use some, some thoughts. People like me, Eric, people mm -hmm. like me. Um, no, you guys know me well, so you know, I'm an extreme extrovert. I'm like a capital double, uh, or like a capital, how do I like to say it? I don't know, but an, ex an extreme extrovert. Um, and, and honestly, like a lot of people in our community, um, groups who, rely upon other people for their motivation. So, you know, I train, I take my, I'm a really fun runner. Like I, I like, I like to enjoy the process and make every piece of it as fun as possible. Um, but it doesn't mean I take my training and my goals any less serious than anyone else. Um, so I train six days a week and every single one of those days I have someone lined up. So I run with a buddy on Monday mornings from Barton Springs. I train with team rogue on Tuesday, Thursday mornings at 5.30. I have another friend. Uh, it's a group of guys uh, at a coffee shop that I meet on Wednesdays. And I've got another group. It's um, like three or four athletes from my group, as well as two friends that I meet on Fridays. And then I have over 200 to 300 people every Saturday at Rogue on a Saturday morning. Um, and I'm constantly surrounded by other runners. And so it's, you know, I've actually in, enjoyed the, the challenge in some ways. It's been daunting, don't get me wrong, but I've also enjoyed 
some of this process of trying to motivate athletes that I know are just like me, um, who line up at least one minimum one buddy, uh, every single day for your training. And then you don't, you don't get a taper off or, a you don't get to be weaned off of it. You know, you, basically since Friday, March 13th, it's like, you know, my company was like work from home and, uh, Chris at rogue running, uh, had been doing his research and was like, Hey, we're going to start canceling long runs. And, uh, then, canceled the groups. And so at least canceled the meetups. Um, and so, yeah, it's those athletes that are just stream, extremely people oriented. Um, an encouragement I want to give those athletes just cause we're on the topic real quick, um, is that it's okay. If you're other oriented, like don't forget your strengths in times like this. Like, um, I've, I've kind of even on a personal level yearned to, um, uh, be more self-reliant and think, man, why, why am I not that guy that just like gets up and crushes miles, uh, in the dark alone, like a Navy SEAL like mindset. And sure. I I'm used to getting up crushing miles in the dark, but there's always other humans around to do it with. Um, and, but you know, and so right now, like, you know, my weakness is exposed. Um, but I think those athletes, as they struggle, my encouragement I'm going to give them is like, remember though, like, you know, your strengths are that like, you're usually that person bringing big energy to other people that make them want to rally around and make them want to get into runs. And so if it's hard right now, that's okay. You know, lean on those digital tools, like, uh, whether it be Strava or like Jeff was just saying, Matt, my run, like where, wherever people are giving you those kudos when you're posting a selfie, like there's still ways to get that energy and, uh, feedback from your community. The run itself though, those extreme extroverts, um, are definitely going to be the ones that are struggling the most. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause I think, um, with you particularly saying that you're struggling, you know, I think when you, you go through some of these challenges, your own, and then you hear some of your runners talk about the issues that they're facing and you can relate. Um, do you feel like, I'm curious to, I guess I'm curious to, um, to know how you're managing and, um, through this transition yourself, like what things are helping you get out the door or, or are you not getting out the door? You know, are you, um, how are you structuring your day to day? You know, cause there's so much, um, people can sleep, they can stay up late now cause they're not going anywhere. They can sleep in cause they're not going anywhere. Um, and, and a lot of my runners, you know, I, some of them might run out lunch or they, but I've noticed, um, you know, it's easy to just push it off and then, and then you're stressed out at the end of the day. So, so I'm just curious for you, James, like, um, I noticed for me, like I can preach a lot to, um, uh, my, my runners. And then I have to remember when I'm going through it myself, I'm like, okay, this is what I was talking to them about. And it helps me, um, get through it myself. So do you experience any of that as well? Yeah. It's like, we have to take our own medicine, right? Or like sure. we, we, we're, we're probably doing a better job of helping other people get their stuff done than we are helping ourselves get that, get it done. Um, yeah, there's a lot of mental tactics I think that I'm employing during a time like this. And one is like that, that, that age old, uh, saying of like this too shall pass. Like, you know, when, when we come out on the other side of this, I'm, I'm actually, you know, actively asking myself, like, you know, like, Hey, you'll be exposed at that time. So, or, or exposed or like, uh, maybe that's not the right word, but I know that when we come out on the other side, I want to be ready to hit the re- ground running with adding 
you know, a few 18, 20 milers and be able to, you know, peak and race within six to eight weeks if I want to. And, and it can be that short if you keep a solid base and you get a quality in once a week and you get a medium long run in. It's, it's definitely challenging. One of the tactics I mentioned earlier is like I pat myself on the back for everything I do. I'm always going to try to give myself a win because we have to. Like, there's already, like when everything around you is already kind of like a looming dark cloud, there's just not much more room for you to let that critical internal voice run wild and, and pick on yourself. So, you know, like I said earlier, if, if I was thinking I was going to get out and do eight to 10 miles a, with workout sandwiched in there and I only got four, you know, I'm going to flip it on its head on, on my like cool down and say, um, dude, you were out the door for like 36 minutes and four miles. Like there's a lot of people that are just still sedentary. So take that win and be proud of actually getting in work today. Um, I also am breaking up, uh, runs. So I think athletes are split 50, 50 on this. Some, some are those steady slow twitch fiber type athletes who love to just get into one gear and stay there the whole time. I grew up, uh, in, in small town, Texas and was a power lifter. So I'm loaded with fast twitch. And so long, steady efforts are just really hard for me. They're daunting mentally. And so when I need it, I'll, instead of going out for a six to eight mile easy run, um, I've got this little park in my neighborhood that has like this perfect 800 meter loop and I just do 800 meter repeats. That way I can go tick one off. It took like, you know, let's say four minutes and then I get to stand still with my hands on my hips for a little while. And then I go for another 800 and stand there with my hands on my hip. There's a mile, you know, I do that eight times. Then, then there's four miles put in, um, that quickly. So I'm trying to, uh, like switch up the actual runs themselves. Sometimes I'm just going to have to go out. Like on Saturdays, I need to get in a long run. I, I don't want to, like I, I'm a marathon runner. So like I need to maintain some level of consistency while also being graceful throughout the week um, on certain days where if I need to change it up and do shorter intervals or um, some kind of mix of a ladder just to keep my brain stimulated and I can take it in small chunks, like there was 1,200 meters. And then there was a mile. And then I come back down that ladder. There's 1,200. There's 800. There's 400. Um, I play all of those games with myself. And I give myself a long leash to um, you know, try to enjoy it in any way that I can. No, I think that's great. And I also like it because, it. Um, yes, there are times when you need to get in a longer effort. But you can, um, I think, just getting out of your house you know, helps people stay sane right now. Um, especially, you know, you're talking about being an extreme extrovert. Um, I've kind of bounced back and forth. I'm not sure. I think I'm an extrovert, um, but I also work at home. So I'm always wanting to get out when, um, you know, so I think um, you can kind of get the best of both worlds that way because you can get a run in the morning and you can come back in the afternoon or at lunch and have another break from from sitting inside and maybe you skip one of your Netflix shows and you go do a run, you know, or, um, whatever, you know, cause, um, or maybe like for me, I have to like, okay, instead of sitting down with Wyatt and watching, um, you know, word party, I'm going to go take him for a stroller run. And, you know, he doesn't always love it, but, um, after we get going, he's okay with it and I can, you know, bring him some snacks. So I think just getting out of the house is, is really helpful for, for, for anyone that's struggling right now. And especially, you know, if it's, 
here in Texas, it's been, you know, sunny and in seventies and eighties. And so it's the best time of year to be outside. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Maybe you guys will entertain me with just a little bit of a, um, you know, side conversation for a minute. Like one thing I've been thinking about a lot during this is just our habits and, you know, I'm by no means an expert in this, this realm of science, but it is something we think about a lot from a digital side is like how you get people to adopt habits, right? Because that's ultimately what we're about. Like probably most people listening to this have a, up until recently, maybe, um, I propose like a pretty strong running habit, but you know, these habits that we're talking about are, are more about like the act themselves. So James is a perfect example. He's got all these things set up in his life that enable this habit that he so much loves and all of a sudden those things are disrupted. So take this like thought experiment for me. Um, I'm, I've not, I was not a work from home person until, um, you know, two weeks ago, I forget to brush my teeth in the morning and it's like, why do, why do I do that? It's because, well, my previous brush from brush my teeth in the morning was, you know, all about getting to work, getting a workout in, grabbing a shower and then brush my teeth. And all of a sudden that's been uprooted. And so we're learning a lot about how our habits work, the mechanics of our habits work um, and how those cues, those things to precede the habit are so important. And so essentially like that struggle is not because we don't love the sport. It's not because we suck and we're frustrated with all those things right now. It's because we're, we're habitual people. And those habits are just uprooted right now because those cues are gone. So we have to start like thinking about how can we establish a new habit? How can I break that up? And I love all the strategies that you guys are talking about to, you know, make those habits more digestible because it's all very different right now. We have to give ourselves a little bit of time and a little bit of pass. But the the main thing um, about reforming those new habits and this new kind of normal and that, you know, whether we're here for two more weeks or you know, or longer, um, we've got to commit to establishing something new, get some consistency, get some normal cues back in your life. Whether that Monday cue is the same as Tuesday cue, it doesn't matter. Make sure that those week over week cues are pretty consistent. And before you know it, you're going to be back there because for the people that are as habitual as we are, that dopamine hit from that run, um, we're not doing it for any other reason, but for that, that'll start coming back in and feeding towards those cues. So um, that's just one thing that I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks. And I find just very interesting as I'm watching kind of these trends and patterns change in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. yeah and that, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just, um, it reminded me too, Jeff, of, I, I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, I don't know how I, you know, how am I going to make it that long or how can I get, you know, I can't imagine doing this for X amount of days or till May or, and so I just think it's along with that too, is just take it one day at a time, you know, like what, what's in front of you today, you know, set some structure, maybe start with a day or start with a week and say, and line it out. And, um, but yeah, it's like everything, your routine has changed. You know, I noticed the other day I did a live, um, strength class and it was the first time I put pomade in my hair and, you know, 10 days. And so, and even just doing that, I was like, Oh man, I I still look good. I still got it. You know? And I felt, I felt, um, I just felt kind of happy and excited just because I put pomade in my hair. But, um, yeah, well, you know, like anybody out there that's, that's, you know, has a friend that's like 
over the years you've encouraged to go run or your coach that's working with with new runners like what a, what a beautiful dose of empathy you're getting right now because you're feeling it even our, our the the habitual 30 50 60 80 miles a week people are getting a real taste right now of what it means to be a new runner and, and like that's the type of stuff out of this and i'm like man this is going to be a beautiful community on the other side it already is a beautiful community but the the other side of this is just like it, it really is that like that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow to me and it's forcing people to come out of their shell a little bit. I think some people that might have used, like they could show up to a group run and sit in the back and not talk. Like now I think I've seen different people that I thought interacting on our, um, you know, our weekly video calls that we do as a group. And so it's, um, I think in some ways it's really helping some people. So um, James, I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I agree with that last point. I think it's helping um a lot of us, and there's a lot of good positives um, that we can take from this. But before I, you know, go down that uh, rabbit trail, I was going to say earlier, Jeff, I love the way you framed it around um, us being habit-driven people and identifying the cues. Because one tip I meant to mention earlier is trying to keep similar wake-up times and bedtimes. Um, now, I will admit, my my 5 a.m. has become 6 a.m. and my 9 p.m. bedtime has become closer to 10 p.m. But what I didn't want to happen in a, in a time like this is that a, a nine o'clock bedtime become midnight and a, a 5 a.m. wake up become 10 a.m. Uh, because then I'd have to almost recreate myself yet again after all of this uh, once we get through this and we start over. So um, if I'm a morning runner, I want to remain a re- morning, uh, morning runner and I want it to be somewhat early still because that's just, that's just part of my like set of cues and uh, inside my body around those habits. Um, so I am trying to maintain that. Well, I think yesterday, uh, we were texting yesterday and I realized it was the first day I haven't had anything to drink. And like, probably since we've been stuck at home and typically I've, I do like Sunday through Wednesday, no drinking. And then, so I can have a drink on date night and then Friday and Saturday or a few drinks. And, um, And so I texted, I was like, oh, I think this is the first night I haven't had anything to drink. And then part of me was like anxious. I was like, oh, well, maybe I should go get something to drink. And then I was like, well, I'm working a little bit late so I can, why don't I just try to see what it's like not to drink tonight? And, and you said you were on day five, um, of, of no drinking. So I think, um, along with that, like finding some routine again, um, in this time of no routine is, um, is important. And I think for me, it was, I don't know if that translated to me feeling great this morning because I worked out and ran or if it was going to be that way anyway, but, um, um, it's just interesting to see. And it's easy to just fall into like, you know, like, yeah, I want to give myself permission to, to change my, my structure if there's significant events like this. Right. But, um, but then there's a time we can recognize, oh, maybe it would be okay to try it a different way. And yeah, so yeah. I think well, – no, I, I, I was going to add, I think, you, you know, you guys are spot on. Like that consistency, you know, and you're – you know, everything kind of starts with, you know, that intentional going to bed moment, right? Because like there's no such thing as like aggressively going to sleep. You, there's no like the squeezing your eyes shut and the, the tighter <laughs> you squeeze your eyes, that you know, you fall asleep that way. No, you, you have to sure. like – to sleep, you have to let go. 
it's like kind of counterintuitive. And as a result, you have to have like that kind of routine that precedes it to, for that to happen. And, um, that feeds into that next morning. If you're the morning fitness person, now, not everybody is a morning fitness person. In fact, the majority of people are afternoon fitness people, but the, the, for the morning fitness people, that's absolutely intentional. And maybe for the afternoon people, it's, you know, what you do for lunch or what you do to like close out the end of the day. Um, but those things right now, those anchors, those cues, they've never been more important. And if you can identify those things, like just take a moment to reflect on your next run. What, what led up to me getting out the door today? And is that normal? Is it, is it something that I feel good about? Is it repeatable? And if it is like embrace it, if it wasn't challenge yourself to think about what it can be. Oh man, I love it. Um, yeah, well, yeah, actually I was thinking too, my brother-in-law was telling, saying he was having trouble, uh, trouble falling asleep recently and he's never dealt with that. And so it made me, I've gone through that. I went through some like a period of life, um, where I wasn't able to fall asleep. And there were some nights I wouldn't fall asleep at all. You know, I might fall asleep for like 15 minutes and, um, some of what you were saying kind of reminded me of some things I could talk to him about, but just, um, setting up, it's like, it, like teaching a baby how to go to sleep, you know, set up a bedtime routine, take your bath, redo a book and sing a song. Um, and, and yeah, I think there's, there's things like that, that we kind of forget because we've been in this kind of consistent way of life for since we've known, you know, and I think that kind of, leads into my next thought is that um, I think this is, you know, or is the most impactful time we've faced um, our generation. Um, and I, I know with September 11th, that was um, a huge concern and there was a lot going on there and a lot of um, traumatic events. And, but for some people it didn't affect them necessarily. Like for me, I maybe knew one guy that was killed in Afghanistan, but it wasn't like in my face every day. It wasn't, it didn't change the way I lived. You know, I might've been a little bit fearful um, at certain times, but this is something that is really challenging people in a different way. And I think it's, um, I think we'll look back at this and see it as a somewhat defining time of our, our lives. You know, hopefully this doesn't become the new norm. Right. But um you know, I believe that we learn the most about ourselves through times like this. And just, you know, I know it's kind of cheesy, but when I went through my first, well, my first, my only divorce, um, <laughs> I learned a lot about myself and it was a really scary time for me. And I think I was really afraid when all this COVID started and I was going through a lot of anxiety for weeks or for like 10 days. I was just every day afraid I, I was going to get it. And I was gonna die, and um, and that this would kind of come and hit my family too, and um, and I was able to step back from that. And I think uh, I'm just curious to hear your guys' thoughts on um, what you're learning about yourselves, what you see, maybe some of your runners learning, and because um, these are some of the toughest times. I think that um, you know it doesn't. It might sound like third world country or third world problems, right? But um, it's oh we have to sit inside and not see people but it's really tough and there are legitimate fears out there and concerns with 
getting this virus. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do, do y'all think this is um, a defining moment for, um, you know, our generation? I guess is one question. Or am I just – is I, it just hitting me that way? No, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's, um, it, it's definitely defining for our generation. But it's also unique in the sense that um, – I listened to a podcast about the 1918 flu pandemic um, where I think it was the Spanish flu, but it started in like a military base in Kansas City. It was us. It was in the U.S. and then it spread around the world, but not a lot of people still around to talk about the 1918 experience. So in truth, this is historic. Um, It's the only time that the whole world's in the same boat. Um, so not just my lifetime, but you know, there's a variety of generations that can listen to this podcast and agree that, um, like everyone's literally in the same boat from China to Italy, uh, to the U S. Um, and even though China, you know, has turned the light switch back on economically, you know, they're, they're still in the same boat in the sense that, um, you know, they can, they can manufacture quite a few widgets, but you know, who's going to buy them. If, if it's another country that's assembling a computer that may not want to buy the computer part, right? So like everyone's still like interconnected, like the domino effect is just unreal. And on that personal level where you were asking like, uh, you know, what are we learning or what are we facing? And um, there's two layers, right? There's like the, the anxiety, there, there's the sort of the negative and the positive. I'll start with the negative so I can kind of like end with the positive. But um you know, on the negative side, well, it's like, gosh, like, you know, there, there's like physical like concern, but there's also like economic concern, um, whether it be retirement accounts that you've busted your ass for, and now you're watching the economy tank. Um, there's uncertainty around certain jobs, like in the U S like two weeks ago, we had 3 million people file for unemployment last week, 6 million. And we're not done by any means. Um, there are probably people in your training group that have been laid off from their companies. Um, so they're, they're feeling it in like hard and deep ways. Um, and so I empathize with them truly. Um, you know, on the opposite end though, uh, there's also been like some really positives, like when has the whole world stopped and slowed down? Like think about the impact on the environment. Um, there's a a personal, I've started actually a list and I would encourage others to as well, like spend the whole month of April, not only compiling a list, um, but then asking yourself some questions of like, which ones am I going to keep when I go back to normal life? And then, you know, which ones may not be practical because you're not going to be able to carry everything forward. But I've noticed like these zoom happy hours with friends, um, just those texts that I get from random people and, and people that I've thought of and reached out to that. Otherwise I might've been moving too fast to text, um, has really created a, a positive impact emotionally in my life. Um, I've cooked so many home uh, meals. Right. I, I mean, I probably cooked like five meals in all of 2020 before this. And I'm not proud of that. It's just, I've been living a faster life. Um, and this has caused me to like, okay, get back in the kitchen. There's a level of self-reliance and self-care that I've leaned into that. Um, like I said, I'm that extreme, uh, extrovert. And all of a sudden just overnight, I was like, man, I have to rely upon just me. Am I even like, do I even believe in myself, am I even a self-reliant person? I know I bring a lot of energy and, and charisma and excitement to the table, um, but again, that's other-oriented. Like I don't get to see my strengths unless humans are around to feel it and laugh at it or joke with it or philosophize with me. Um, so just learning to like be self-reliant and take care of myself. My sleep is much better. Um, I've never gotten this much sleep 
that unified feeling of all of us being in, in the same boat, the amount of money I've been saving. Um, I've had to take a creative mindset to like solving problems with even, even at work. Like I'm used to both as a coach and at work, I'm used to just compiling best practices, things I've read other people do. And I can jump on the phone and say, or that I've, I've, um, come up with it like from the past in my organization, I can just compile these best practices and bring them to a phone call. Um, but now I can't like, we got to jump on a Monday email and motivate our athletes with how to be a good athlete this week. <laughs> and then with, of course, our, um, you know, our actual like calls with clients, it's like, how am I going to, um, uh, tell clients how to manage their social media during a time, like during a pandemic. So I've had to be creative and, and there's a lot of those that I want to like be able to bring forward after this, um, and so I think that it's worth You're talking about um, in terms of habits, like transitioning habits that you're picking up now. Habits and experiences and like, you know, all of it. Like I, I want to encourage people to take note of some of the positives that they've started to identify and then figure out, you know, maybe two or three that they can carry forward in life after this all goes back to normal. Yeah. And I think we said that the other week, maybe we did a uh, last week and we did a FaceTime with you, me and Jeff and I think we're y'all were talking about you know s- talking to some people more now, or significantly about more now than you did when you could just hang out with anyone, you know. So I think that's really interesting that you know, okay, yeah, and it's like now I'm starting to we're having family calls with my family once a week, and um, so I think yeah, it's there are definitely things that we're learning from this. Um, so was there anything else you were, I, I kind of cut you off James on, on that or Jeff, you have any thoughts? I, you know, I, I'm not a epidemiologist or you know, <laughs> it, it, economist or any, anything like, you know, that sounds fancy like that, but it sounds fancy. Yeah, my, my gut is it is a, you know, this is a once in a lifetime type event. And, um, you know, the once in a lifetime events, you know, are, they're defined by what you make of them, whether it was, you know, the dust bowl, the recession of 08, the, you know, Spanish flu, like James was talking about. Um, so, you know, it's up to us to decide what that future is written. And I kind of take some solace in that of just trying to see, what are the good parts of it? And it's been great to see how people have been coming together to support each other um, in this. And that's what I fall back to when, you know, you invariably get a little bit stressed out or upset at points. No, cool. I love that. And I think it takes you out of um, potentially the, the feeling of being a victim and, um, because I think that's how we feel a lot of the time is like, oh, all this is happening. Why me? Or, you know, this sucks. And and I think you, all these things we've talked about are true. But in the end, you have a choice on how you, on what lens maybe you look through um, this experience with and, and how you react and how you handle it. And so, um, you know, I think as much as it can feel like, it's out of your control. There are, there are a lot of things that are in our control and that we can do. Um, and so I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of, a lot of tips and thoughts of ways to help 
people stay motivated and running. And, um, you know, and in the end, I think each person sits down and, um, that's listening to this and think about what can you do to, to change the way you're looking at this situation. And, you know, maybe it's just grabbing some eggs for your neighbor, you know, or I don't know, you know, but there are things that just small acts of kindness or small, small things you can do for yourself, you know, to help, um, get through this time. And, and I think, yeah, like this is kind of a defining moment and, um, it's kind of what you make of it. And I think we'll look back on this, um, and really see how much growth that we had in this time frame. And, and even, you know, I think there's a lot of positives, like you said, going through this, that we've all been forced to slow down. Mm-hmm. And it's something a lot of us have wanted deep down, but we were afraid of slowing down. And now we're like slowed down to a halt in a lot of ways. And, and then we're freaking out because it's, how do we, you know, we're not, we're so used to this routine and everything. We can't be, you know, this slow down. And, um, and it's really forcing people to, to work on the things that need to be worked on, I think, and, and to, to adapt. So, um, sorry. Yeah. I'm just rambling here, but I think I love everything you guys shared today. And, um, you know, if you have any other thoughts or, um, either tips for runners through this or, or thoughts, experiences you want to share, um, as we close, you know, feel free to, to leave any last minute thoughts out there. I would, I would yeah. just close with like, um, you know, on that last piece we were talking about, cause we've covered a lot, but like there, there, there's good and bad happening during this time. So like, it's funny, you talked about the slowdown. Um, my password for my computer, I always have to change it, um, every three months or so. And it starts with be present. And then there's a string of characters afterwards. Um, and I'm always trying to use things I, I was wanting to work on. Well, I find it interesting that I was trying to work on being more present and now I have no option but to be present. It's kind of like, you know, if you don't learn it, life will teach it to you anyway, you know? Um, right. So like, yeah, there's an opportunity to be present. So what I would encourage athletes uh, or just listeners in general, but since we're speaking to athletes, like um, to do is, is take inventory of the good and the bad and be honest with both. Like, we're not supposed to just be hunky dory, happy, cheesy all the time. So like when things are rough, like, you know, just, just write down those things and be present with them and let them kind of metabolize. Like, don't ignore them. Like if you have a really bad day, allow yourself to be like, I know I'm not a negative person. I know I'm not a pessimistic person, but today I'm really, I'm feeling really sad or today I'm feeling really frustrated. Like allow that to be in you. Because if you focus on it and give it its actual due attention, then the emotion itself will actually metabolize. If you just shove it down and be like, no, I want to feel that dopamine release somehow. And so you just run to whatever it may be to distract yourself, then that emotion never metabolizes and you don't actually grow past it. Um, It'll come back and whiplash like slap you eventually. And then on the positives, like just take inventory of them. Um, We're stuck in this for at least another month. So it's like, spend a month just jotting things down that you're observing in yourself that are positive and that you're like, man, I hope this habit carries forward. That'd be my, my final recommendation. 
I just, I, you know, I, I want to acknowledge that James gave us a uh, pretty good hint at his password in a, in a point <laughs> when cybersecurity attacks are at an all-time high. <laughs> one, two, three, exclamation point. Good luck figuring out the rest of it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, well, you know, I, as we're joking about that, like one thing that I've been, that I, I, I kind of close this, it's closing parts is like, man, everything is so serious right now. And I, I don't mean to belittle you know the severity of the situation especially for you know some individuals but um, don't forget to have fun don't forget to laugh don't forget to smile don't forget to you know hug people that you can hug in a socially distanced acceptable manner um, or or virtually you know and and I think that's what um, that's what it's all about right now awesome man well I wish I could give you guys a big hug right now but um, we'll save it for another day. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Jeff and James. I yeah, uh, appreciate y'all spending, spending your afternoon through this thunderstorm, um, chatting in and sharing your thoughts. So, um, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Anytime. Okay. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Thank you, Eric. All right. Yeah, thanks. Okay, guys, you heard it. That was, again, Jeff Knight and James Dodds, both good friends of mine. And um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I learned a lot from these guys um, as friends, but also as um, leaders in the running community. And if you got a chance to listen to to all that, you heard um, some great advice from them on how to, um, things you can do to get through this time with COVID-19 and um, actually that there's a lot of good things going on in the community right now that you can look to um, as well. And so um, you can find this podcast on iTunes. Um, just search Run For Your Life on Spotify, um, also on trailroots.com. And um, always follow us on trail underscore roots on Instagram and trail roots on Facebook. Um, and make sure you subscribe and we would love to have a review from you as well. Um, So thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next week.